0: You're listening to I Quit My Job, a podcast about songwriting, with your hosts, Travis Reitzma and Derek Harrison. I
1: quit my job. I quit my job. I quit my job. I'm free today.
2: Hey folks, Travis Reitzma here. Yeah, I know. We've been a little slower on the episodes of late due to Mostly due to scheduling issues. Derek and I, after all, do not live in the same city. We both work full-time. You know how it is. Uh, so this will happen now and then. But we have what I think is a really cool episode coming up. Uh, we sat down with yet another staple in the Windsor music scene, Andrew McLeod. Uh, we, we visited him in his childhood home, just up the street from where I live, actually. Um, Andrew is the front man in Years of Earnest, a band that's been around in the city for a really long time, and recently released their long-awaited second album, At Risk. Uh, to a raucous crowd at the Beer Exchange here in Windsor, heard the show was very, very good. Uh, Andrew was the youngest of the late Alistair MacLeod's six children. Alistair, for those unfamiliar, was one of Canada's most accomplished and iconic fiction writers. Andrew's siblings, unsurprisingly like himself, are all very, very artistically gifted, musically and otherwise. Uh, he will likely not be the last MacLeod that we feature on this show. Uh, a lot of them are very, very good songwriters, so we're going to uh, explore that in the in the coming weeks. I'm sure. Uh, I met Andrew several years ago uh, through a mutual friend. Had the pleasure of doing sound for his band many times over the years while working at the FM Lounge here in Windsor. He's always been a gentleman and has always had insightful things to say about music and the craft of songwriting. And this interview really, uh, really showcases that nicely. He's a great. He's a really great guy. Uh, he's got an amazing voice. It's really, really powerful yet is still refined. He's uh, he's an excellent singer. Um, one thing to note before the interview, we had some technical issues at times, so it may sound a little wonky, but uh, we'll get through it. So, here it is. It's our talk with Andrew McLeod from Years of Earnest. Enjoy.
3: Dad was working at the university, so we were here most mm. of the time, but when he would Get a sabbatical, we would all go down and spend a winter in Cape Breton. So, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: one of those years is the year I was born. So, I'm one of only two of us that was actually Actually born born in Cape Breton. So, I hold that over their heads. Do you get like (laughs) a special card that
5: you can put in your wallet? Uh,
3: No, but but when like this, there is this whole kind of question of identity in our family like, (laughs) are we Cape Bretoners or are we? Windsorites, and some of us have attached more socially to Cape Breton. You know, okay. A bunch of my best friends are Cape Bretoners, and very few of Daniel's are. And there's only two years. There's only two years difference. You know, Um, it's like choosing a side, kind of.
1: Kind (laughs) of, (laughs) kind of. But there's
3: kind of some fear of being duplicitous too. You know, like uh, having what is it? What's the movie? Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, uh, The Departed. The Departed. Yeah, like, yeah, You yeah. have two accents, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, like, uh,
3: but when I was married, half of my wedding party had never really met the other half of my wedding party, and they had all been my friends for my whole life. Wow. So, wow. Uh, yeah,
5: that's interesting.
3: So it's kind of crazy, and uh, even in terms of influences, I don't know where the mm-hmm. Cape Breton influence starts, starts or, ends or ends, and
6: it's weird, it's weird actually, uh, like listening to your music as opposed to say Canon Merrians. Like they seem to be a lot more steeped in the Celtic tradition, at least in terms of uh, Years of Earnest. Uh, yeah. Uh, then, then you are. Is there an explanation for that? Do you think?
3: I would say that people, um, I kind of like that people have trouble pegging down what Years of Earnest is what we are yeah. or what we sound like uh people always say canadian <laughs> which
5: is like
6: which is could be anything really
3: anesthesia or something like this music tastes like uh
5: <laughs> like Canada. Yeah. do people say that outside of windsor oh yeah yeah oh, really? yeah almost everywhere we go they say this is just very canadian. canadian
3: rock and roll and i think that's like we're definitely not we're a rock and roll band for mm-hmm. sure Mm-hmm but I think I approach writing from a folkier
6: yeah. angle. Well, I find what, when, like, when it's just you and Lee, it's much more Cape Breton-infused, folky. Yeah. At least to me it is, and to my ears. Those,
5: those structures aren't buried yeah. underneath the rock and roll? No. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs>
6: disguised?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, whatever the case is, I like that people aren't uh, saying mm-hmm. that we don't lend ourselves mm-hmm. to comparison. I've never had a real problem with being compared
5: Mm-hmm. Some people really do. So um, yeah. But, no, I kind of like it. I think it's you know, well, that person's more successful than me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, well, in all music, it's you take comparative, it?
6: right? Like, you know, nothing is completely original. So there's always going to be something it kind of sounds yeah. like. You know. Uh huh. And everybody's
3: it's a product different.
5: of their influences.
6: Exactly. Um, yeah. All, all that. All all that, that we've yeah. been, over so we've been, been over this. We've been over this a
5: million times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what are your? What are some of the comparisons you hear often? Oh God! Well, v- with the first release, we
3: heard a lot of uh, tragically hip, mm. which uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with yeah? too. I heard some Death Cab Cutie and some Wil- oh, yeah, Wilco. Uh, yeah. Touch it. I I don't like diluting anything too much. Too many hyphens. You just don't know where yet. I just say rock and roll.
5: Yeah. And yeah, if you right.
3: want to say like folk or rootsy influenced rock mm-hmm. and roll, that's that's fine,
4: That's as many
5: syllables as you can use that, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
6: to, yeah trail out. <laughs> Actually, the most similar, probably the, the band that I've found to be most similar to Years of Earnest. ironically, I got into them because you played one of their songs, and that's Winter Sleep, who's oh, playing yeah. Fogfest. Yeah. Um, and I went and listened to them, and I was like, wow, okay, yeah, there's like some some comparison points here. Yeah, that makes our, me very happy. they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're a fantastic <laughs> they're very, band. Yeah. You're the reason I got into that band because it was like, oh, yeah, well, there you what go. song he plays. Like, <laughs> when
3: we played, when I was in my first real band, like where we committed, we were Halifax based and it was just as Winter Sleep was coming up. Okay. Like, like Winter Sleep, they were the darlings of Halifax. Yeah. yeah <laughs> while we were just trying to
5: get a foot in the door. Um, so, so you were in that same su- primordial soup of yeah, music influence. Yeah, and I think I think um post murder records Halifax.
3: Yeah. Well I mean like I think beyond what people really associate with the Halifax sound, like Joel Plaskett, Thrush Hermit, yeah, yeah. uh Sloan, mm-hmm. whatever, there is an era where it gets a little crunchier and mm-hmm. a little nastier, and that's where we were coming up, so uh I'm, I'm happy to hear that, and, yeah. and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I think the biggest influence I had were those years when I was playing with that band mm-hmm. in
5: Halifax, yeah. so.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: How long were you in Halifax for? Four years. Four years? Was yeah. it school?
3: No, I dropped out of school. I did first year university here in Windsor. And then
5: you moved to Halifax? And
3: we that. had a summertime band, like, through high school and through first year university, and then we all just dropped out of school and did it full time. For four years in yeah, Halifax.
5: Nice. Did you wait, you moved out to Halifax together? Yeah. Oh that's pretty cool. We all
3: live together. They <laughs> still they're still there's still my some of my best friends. Yeah? Uh mm-hmm. and two of them still pursue music. Mm-hmm. Like
6: Are they the ones in the Town Heroes? They
3: are the, they two, are the, me- two, the two members the oh, of the Town yeah, Heroes. There you go. Four, four yeah, yeah, East Coast yeah. music awards yeah, last yeah, yeah. year. Man, wow that's fantastic. Uh, so they're two of my best friends and we talk about it all the time. Like they're in the same boat. They uh I was joking, talking to my brother about it earlier, uh, the I quit my job. Uh, <laughs> I was saying, it's more of a I've delayed my job. <laughs> I never, <laughs> really, <laughs> never <laughs> really had one to quit. <laughs> I quit it for now until I need to get it back. <laughs>
5: uh,
3: but those guys are the same, in the same boat, just two guys slugging it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shows...
5: Trying to make a living.
3: If every year the shows get better, then... That's, then that's like getting a raise, right? That, that's yeah. that's the most that's the most you can hope for. But we were saying those years when we had that conversation and said like fuck it, we're
6: mm-hmm.
3: we're not going back to school. Like it yeah. Shaped, yeah. shaped the next fifteen years.
6: Yeah. And they were from here. No, they're they're in okay. Breton, Cape Breton. okay. They're in yeah. Cape yeah. Breton, all right. Cape yeah. Breton There's
5: a big winter's kind of a place for Cape Breton next to not it? Yeah. It was. Well it was, yeah. I mean uh, it was because
3: the auto industry was a place where you could find work. So the 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 story with Cape Breton is that everybody wants to stay there but nobody can afford to stay there. Mm-hmm. So this was once Fort McMurray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like less less isolated, but um, <laughs> growing up there was a huge Nova Scotia Cape Breton community
6: yeah. here mm, in Windsor because people came for the auto that's probably true of a lot of different communities as well. In winter, that's one of the reasons why it's such a, such a place where uh, that sort of happens. There's like these little pockets, like Italian, like the Italian village, and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, for very similar reasons. Yeah, it's
3: cool, and it's part of the reason why I love Detroit too. Is yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. This was once an empire, uh,
5: and the people didn't fail it
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) the
5: The collapse came from on high
3: yes and anytime anybody wants to rip on uh detroit or as i was seeing struck a nerve with travis earlier today yeah i
6: just posted on facebook about (laughs) this very thing
3: (laughs) yeah it's uh it (laughs) bothered what's the story just just people's shit-talk in Windsor. Yeah, people
6: who've never lived here, really. like. I, I was it's reading, a thing, isn't it? It is. I was, oh, reading, yeah, I was reading a yeah, National yeah. Post article, and huh. of course, you know, you read the comment section of any article, you're oh, asking don't, for trouble. Oh, we don't the comments. But, I, but <laughs> I was doing it for, actually, for academic reasons, oh, okay. and uh, it was a story about Windsor and about panhandlers, actually, and uh, one of the first comments was, like, who gives a shit, Windsor's a shithole, anyway, or something like that, Like, and it's just like, but I hear that often, like, when I say, oh, it's, I live in Windsor, they're like... Why? You know, like well, these are people who've been here on Church
5: Road while driving to the bridge, and exactly. that's the only thing they've that's seen. That's the thing they've seen, yeah. yeah. And yeah. even some Coming people who from live from here, tomorrow.
6: some people who live here will shit-talk it in a weird way, too. Oh, all sorts you know. of people. That upsets yeah. me a lot less. If you have, like... Yeah, if you have some experience... If you have contacts, really, then,
5: you, yeah. you know, you can make your own opinions. So. I kind of... I don't know. It bothers me, too. it bothers,
3: no, it's still bothers, it bothers me, but bothers me. not as much.
5: I think kind of, like,
3: throwing... Grammar aside, dance with the date that brung you. Uh, <laughs> like, I like that. It. If you don't like it, get out of here. Yeah. Mm. Because the reality is that like, top to bottom analysis, it's the cheapest place to live in Canada probably with big city with amenities too. within yeah. reach. Yeah. Uh, rate of pay for teachers or something is, is quite a bit higher than other places in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it's not a bad
6: Yeah. Well and I mean and, and what I said in the in, in one of the comments to my Facebook post, I know that we're referring to something that nobody here's gonna listen to, but uh um, <laughs> but, but I mean what they're really looking what they're really saying is I don't like poverty. And Windsor's got a lot of very visible poverty. So when they say like oh Windsor's a shithole, especially that that area on the West End, what mm-hmm. they're really having a problem with is is people in poverty. Mm-hmm. And even if they can't articulate it quite like that. Well, Which, I mean,
5: art, if we're... Just took it down so you get less pee. Man.
3: If we're here to talk about um, art,
4: <laughs> uh,
3: I don't want to listen to any bullshit coming out of subdivisions where there's no poverty. Uh, I liked, I liked growing point. up in a place where there was a stripper on the corner and a um, family of a different race Mm-hmm. and socioeconomic status and I liked walking by actual people yeah mm-hmm. uh from different walks of life and I think my parents did that by design oh yeah after the west side kind of began to deteriorate if we didn't move to south windsor or anything cuz it's important to see People of all sorts of different walks of life. And, yeah, you have to be
5: exposed. I mean, and that's where you get if you have inspired. A shell- yeah, if you that's have a sheltered viewpoint, you don't have any stories to tell, right? Yeah. You know,
3: like I, or like who's writing the songs for the subdivisions?
6: <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the that Fire? was the pop punk.
3: Yeah, yeah, even that is. Uh... Point at your chin. Uh pretty pretty heavy dose of irony in there i would say yeah that's
6: yeah. <laughs> a uh, good point <laughs> um uh, yeah very much so
5: so what brought you back to windsor now that we're on the subject why did you leave halifax
3: the band broke up our band, our brand broke up. you were there for the band specifically oh,
5: only for Oop. the band mike's picked that storm up pretty good yeah they nice. did
6: this is going to be the moodiest podcast <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about some depressing, foreboding shit now. <laughs> no, no problem. Bands breaking up.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: the band I was in, Halifax, broke up. And uh, the girl I was with at the time was from Windsor, but moved to Halifax.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And then when the band broke up, she was kind of like, why are we staying here? Yeah. The bands broke it up. You came back yeah. together. And we came back together. And then I kind of... Blew around doing the solo thing for a while, and then I met Lee through mm-hmm. musical contacts, and I actually met Paul Lonkey, our bass player, first. Uh, just playing solo shows around. I couldn't do that now. If we, if this all happened years down the road, I wouldn't be able to do it. I can't play solo anymore. I don't think.
5: No. I just. Get, you can do the duo thing. You I can do the, do the duo do it, thing because yeah.
3: I have my friend, and we can like if the show You're is off shit. If the show is shit and everybody's a jerk, you she's can she's kind of turn into yourselves yeah. and mm-hmm. say, like, well, these are reps for us.
6: Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Whereas if you're on your own, it can, if yeah, somebody yeah. says <laughs> Diane Motel sucks, yeah. you can go into your bandmates yeah. and say, Yeah, exactly. You know, if someone says Travis Reichmaus sucks. <laughs> how do you not take that personally? That is your person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
6: <laughs> you know. so I think Which has happened before, believe oh. it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. To yeah. Me. it has happened. have we've all heard that. It does have show ruining effect. <laughs> yeah, it, actually, it does. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I think uh, I'm starting to think maybe this is why Bob Dylan went electric.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Who knows? Who knows? But I wanted uh, to get
3: out of the limelight. It came around. The connections came around at the right time, and in Lee, in Lee Wallace, especially, I found uh, a right-hand man. Like Mm -hmm. I think Lee and I will be playing music together in one way or another until we're dead. So that's.
6: uh, Yeah, you two have a real chemistry. Actually, we Mattel practices when you guys play it at uh, the Beer Exchange here in Windsor, and uh, like every time we're we're up there practicing, we'll stop a song, and you can hear you. And it's like Oh you guys practice upstairs? Yeah, yeah we practice yeah. upstairs oh, okay. when they're downstairs. Oh, my yeah, so yeah. It is it's uh it's like every time we're like, man, those two they just you guys just have. you know exactly what you're doing like with each other. Like there's a very, there's a chemistry there that you can hear, even if you don't see it, you know, directly. That uh that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. We have
3: a shared we have a shared mm-hmm. idea of what we're doing. hmm Uh and and that's that's nice, you know. We're you, we're in it together, so yeah. do you guys write together? We do. We both. The thing is, like, we offer uh, each other things that the other uh, doesn't feel they p- possess in themselves. You know, like
4: mm-hmm.
3: when when music comes to me, it comes to me in melody
6: mm-hmm. and in stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm
3: no slayer of a guitar player. I'm just a chug along.
6: Yeah. Well, Joe, he definitely Joe brings Stirmer. the the
3: rock and roll element. He couldn't re- he couldn't remember a lyric though if you said it to him, <laughs> him nine hundred times every day for ten years, like.
4: Yeah. But
3: and to me, I'm like, whoa! What you did with that part that came out of you naturally mm-hmm. blows my mind. He's like, how do you remember so many songs? <laughs> <laughs> like, He's just winging it, you know. Uh, or a storytelling element that just isn't a mainstay mm-hmm. of his
6: operation. Mm-hmm. He's more arrangement, than He's coming in and, yeah. and adding that, that side of things.
3: And I think with our first record, with Years of Earned's first record, those are mostly acoustic songs that were converted mm-hmm. to be band songs. And with the second record, the band this was a bad When you wrote them? Yeah, never never even tried to write a complete idea. Just yeah. write a skeleton mm-hmm. and then take it to and the board and say, go
5: nuts. Fellas. So when you made the first record, was the band already together, or did you form for the record? Like, to to bring them into the studio? Um,
3: no, we just started jamming together, and I had a backlog of songs. Uh, mm-hmm. So we started messing with them, you know?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and then once we felt like we had some sort of arrangement, we recorded them, and that was kind of the... We were together for less than a year when that first record
4: mm-hmm.
3: came out, and it's been four years since that. So this
5: one we just released this summer. After you confess, I haven't actually listened to it yet. Well, I
6: have a copy here. Normally I like to do my
5: research, but I only found out today that we yeah, were yeah. going to be interviewing Yeah, that's
6: right. No, I'll... Uh... I haven't heard it either, and I have less excuses. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. I have well, that's <laughs> your badge,
3: albums I have albums for both of you. Okay. Uh, okay. There's a couple that still have... I've definitely heard I've the got... songs. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Is that I've, yeah. like, I've, heard,
6: I've heard you guys so often in the last few years. Like I, I could probably sing along mm. with them already, but...
3: Yeah, we've been getting a bit of that from local people. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Too. like Lee and I played
5: quite a bit. Well, four years since the last one. I mean, that's a that's a big gap.
3: That's a big gap. Bigger. I know I had that last
5: one kicking in my car for a long time.
3: Nice. Yeah, four years is longer longer than I would like, but mm. uh, it won't it won't happen again.
6: I've been on six, so there you yeah, go. yeah, six we'll is good. These are expensive, man. I want to make are a new expensive. one. How,
5: how, who did who did you do your record with? Um, the new
3: one. We did. The the bed tracks at uh, Adam Michaelchuk and Mark okay. Alcotts converted house studio uh, in Riverside. There, Mission Control <laughs> is the name of that studio. And then um, Lee did a bunch of s- overdubbing mm-hmm. in his basement studio, Sterling Studios. And mm-hmm. then we passed it on to Andy McGoffin. Oh yeah, oh, nice. Okay. At the House of Miracles now in Cambridge. So uh, yeah. did you do all the mixing? Wait, wait, Mixed what, masters. He no. Uh, Lee Lee did all the mixing. A,
6: oh, okay. So Andy, Andy mastered. just mastered. Andy mastered. It. Okay. Um, what have we been calling him on the podcast? Andy. Yeah, we have a name for him. I forgot what it is. Uh, it's it's like it the is. genius or something, but it's not like that. He's yeah. so
0: good. <laughs> <It> came <laughs> so up good. with Terra. He was so yeah.
5: good. Te- what he did with Terra's record, he's some some kind of beast. I don't know. Oh, he and he's he's just great. He's <laughs> just a mad scientist. Yeah. Like, that's that's
3: yeah. yeah. He, you just. He just knows what he's doing and you have no idea how. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> being around music my whole life, sometimes dealing with Andy, I'm like, Man, there's something moving through you mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. is abnormal.
5: Were you present for the master?
3: Not this time, no. But he mixed and mastered our full record last time. The and, first one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we were we were with him for a whole weekend, mm-hmm. three days or something and I think he mixed and mastered 13 tracks in two days. <laughs> uh, they were oh, long, long, day- <laughs> yeah, yeah, long days. Mixed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Man. They
5: were long days. Mastering a long two tracks two days, wasn't
4: it?
3: Yeah, it was, uh, they were long days. But he's, he'll adapt, he'll roll with you, so
4: mm-hmm.
3: hi- he's highly regarded Andy. Oh, absolutely. Uh,
4: yeah. So, yeah.
3: I, I mean, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his. I, I don't know if you guys have listened to any of the Two Minute Miracle oh, stuff. Oh gosh, mm-hmm.
6: so great! Yeah, kind Re, of my and like, now, and even his like, so, even his solo yeah, yeah. stuff. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, even his solo stuff. I saw him play at Fog once with uh, Kelly Hoppe and Ron Leary. Uh And um, you know, Kelly went up and and did stuff with them. Played some harmonica and whatnot, like he does. But just he had this like he had a he had a, a bass drum and a little kick and stuff, and just like the. He wasn't just playing guitar and singing. There was like a textural element to everything he was doing. Yeah, with just him on the stage, like yeah. he was, he was, he was really, really good. He's like this weird-looking bearded dude who's sort of quiet and uh, yeah. Mm. yeah.
3: <laughs> and on like Tara's record, I remember listening to it the first time through. I'm like, what is he? Did he have like? A tube in a sink, blowing he, bubbles. Yeah. He does. She's up. like, that's exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly what he's <laughs> <we laughs> got. There's no like plugins in yeah. Andy's world. Yeah. It's not like you use like some computer generated. No, it's yeah, all yeah, yeah. anything. You
5: want a bubble sound, you make. You bubbles.
3: make a bubble yeah. sound.
6: <laughs> no, we, we actually we actually talked about yeah. that on on the podcast with Tara. And I mean, there's <laughs> that point on
5: the record on her record where he, uh, where you can hear. The slap of a tube amp? Like, slap uh, the tube amp? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 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 I love well, it. He miked, I'm going to steal that one.
3: He was <laughs> miking drums from underneath the snare, mm-hmm. too, which, uh, yeah, he's he just got cool
6: ideas.
5: And <laughs> when,
3: when we were in there, Lee was like, I'm going to steal so many ideas. Oh, yeah, well, that's...
1: <laughs> And he putting, was like, "Okay,
6: <laughs> <laughs> putting speakers into pianos and then running it through another set of mics oh, yeah. and like all kinds of weird." Have things. you worked I with them? Kind of I, I haven't the worked with them at all. No, I yeah. just I've we've just, learned know, all this through stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and, and Ron Leary currently is recording an yeah. album with them, so I just hear all these things. So yeah. many Windsor musicians have worked with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
3: yeah he ha- and and he's worked with like the Constantines
6: and yeah. like yeah.
3: Canada's independent elite, yeah. I would, I would mm-hmm. say. So, uh, cool. It's, it's nice, nice to have him around and just in Cambridge, you know. So. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: I'm always interested just what he thinks. Like, even if he didn't, when he was sending our masters back, Lee and I were saying like, okay, he sent them back, but did he say anything else? We need to know. That. He? Yeah, he said, yeah. he said, uh, <laughs> he said some things here and there. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. uh, don't
5: want to. Giveaway almost <laughs> give
4: too much, but,
5: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the process of going from that first record to the second one is that was that a lot of songwriting? Like, do you write prolifically, or did it take a while to get to? Or?
4: I
3: go in waves for sure. Uh, I don't feel like I wrote a lot last year no. uh, because I was trying to get that record done, but I planted. Hold yeah. my hole myself up this winter. But I mean the
5: songs that you wrote for the second record. Like, how long did that take?
3: Mm, but within a year after okay. the release, within a year and a half. Like the, other other than maybe two songs on the new record, everything is over eighteen months old. So what was the delay then? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I, what does the process look like? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> I, well, we recorded those first tracks together. Live at Michael Chuck's, uh in 2013, mm-hmm.
4: uh,
3: maybe 2012. Uh, but then Lee had a baby, and my father passed away, and I went through a separation. And I mean, life happened essentially. You know, yeah. The, yeah. you try to avoid these <laughs> cliches, but cliches are cliches for a reason yeah. because they have application.
4: Yeah, <laughs> you know,
3: <laughs> like like they applied to a lot of different scenarios. So I think
5: uh, we toured the East Coast twice. So there's. I ran into you at a highway stop once. Yeah. I remember what? Yeah, We did. I yes. was like going to the bathroom at some en route. And, uh, yeah. Hey, Andrew, what's up? Yeah. It's true. And you're like, oh, I'm on my way out to an East
6: Coast tour.
3: <laughs> yes. I've forgotten that until right now. That's really random. Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple traveling songs on there, and there's, a uh, couple storytelling songs and mm-hmm. a few drinking
6: tunes and <laughs> standard folk fare. Really yeah, hard, I mean, right? I, I don't really, I
3: don't really. <laughs> if I get the time to sit down and write, or when I make the time, I, I can find things to write about. Like I'm never sitting around saying, "Oh, what am I going to say now?" Yeah, Th- yeah. Thankfully, I yeah. think at some point, and Kenneth, my brother, and I talk about this all the time because Kenneth was a huge Joe Plaskett fan. Yeah. But he hates Joel now. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah? Because he thinks, like, Joel, you just ran out of things to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You had lots of things to say. Down at the Kybar, one right. of the greatest records mm-hmm. ever. You know, the, this song, earth-shakingly yeah. good. But you ran out of things to say. Um I can see that. I guy. don't necessarily agree with that, but I know I a lot of musicians that have run out of things to say, and and I don't I don't I don't think it's happened to us yet, and I'm I'm thankful for <laughs> that. So uh, I put pl- I plan to buckle down. I have a lot. You guys know how it is. Like, yeah, yeah. I have mm-hmm. a lot of half ideas on, yeah, yeah. on napkins or scraps of paper. Or, There's yeah. all these little side roads In you haven't turned down strokes. yet, mm-hmm. and when yeah. I find them or stumble upon them, I'm like, one of the I'm going to put this. Yeah. I'm you have a running list in your series. head, yeah. like, oh yeah. here's
6: here's these songs I need to finish, yeah.
3: So yeah. I mean, uh I wanna put a push behind this record still and knock on some doors for a few months, but mm-hmm. after that I just wanna You wanna write, start writing write like crazy, so
6: so you mentioned your dad, who is, of yeah. course like a a very famous Canadian writer. Yeah. Uh do you think that uh, like as I've noticed you, you put a lot of attention into your lyrics into into what you're saying like you, like you said you haven't run out of things to say yet. Do you think that uh, as does your brother as yeah, to, yeah exactly. Sure. Do you think that that has to do with your father and and sort of the attention to word or everything? I think
3: everything that we are has to do with the way my mother and father raised us and not my father more than my mother. Yeah. Uh they had a team vision and they just did it and mm-hmm. we're very fortunate to all of us uh we were Encouraged to play music, and we were encouraged to read
4: mm-hmm. and,
3: and write. And I heard my mom say this summer, every one of us can write, um, mm-hmm. which was nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that like my parents just put an influence on the arts and on athletics. So mm-hmm. all of us at one time or, or another were fair had an interest in athletics here or there,
4: mm-hmm.
3: or an interest in interest in the arts. So. Yeah, I think it's a huge, I think it's a huge. Um, <laughs> it's definitely due to the way we were, the way we were raised. But dad was kind of, we didn't know that dad was an author.
6: Yeah, it wasn't really a thing. No, well, was he was more? Of, of, a, he was more of a, a professor, right? Like that was his
5: principal know, I, job. I was. Right? I was
3: a, it, eighteen when uh No Great Mischief
6: was released.
3: Mm-hmm. So I mean like I'm the youngest. So he was working on it like through your yeah. year. thirteen years he was working on yeah through on your it. entire life. And people
6: I, re- I read that in high school, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> As you know, most people did, yeah.
3: If people were making a big deal um tortoise of the literary world taking thirteen years <laughs> to write. Yeah. But my brother Alex said it and has repeated it many times. Uh Dad was tying a lot of skates.
1: Yeah, that's
3: And like correcting the wrong form of there. <laughs> 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 yeah.
5: you know, like he uh. wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't pouring he, over these manuscripts for. Yeah. No, he, he had other shit to do. He <laughs> was doing it when he had
3: time, and in the yeah. summers we'd go out to out Cape, Cape Breton, and he could go. Their deal was from eight in the morning till noon. Dad could go to his little house
4: mm. and write. And then
3: at noon, he had he, to come dad, back and dad be dad.
4: Duty? So <laughs> in
3: the summer, he worked from 8 to noon.
6: Yeah.
3: Uh, but, like, yeah. It, well, that's it. He was just a hard-working dude mm-hmm. and a general good person. Yeah. So, social being, yeah. cared about the right things, understood the human condition, I think. So mm-hmm. all all of that, I hope, is has been passed on. Mm-hmm. To us, in one way or another, and I, I, I see it in my siblings. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say I see <laughs> it in myself, but like we, uh, we, we, ca- we care about each other, and we have similar traits.
6: Yeah, I mean you're sort of a pro- prolific family, like <clears throat> especially in this area, people they know the McLeods, they know that they're all very talented people. So
3: well, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to be part of the family. I'm yeah. a part of it. I'm definitely proud of uh, what my dad did and the way he did it. But I mean, yeah. I'm also crazy proud and of of Kenneth my mm-hmm. brother and my sister and my other siblings like and I don't think if I was the eldest I would be doing the same thing I think because mm-hmm. I'm the youngest I had a lot of sweet music coming through the right. world yeah. and yeah. I had brothers that were in bands in high school and yeah. I was like bands are cool hand <laughs> <laughs> me down yeah. you know, so. skills I was like in grade six playing the pogues for my friends. Like yeah. nobody, knew, nobody knew who the
6: pogues were, you know, but like... How much yeah. older is Kenneth than you are? Kenneth is eight years older. So, so yeah, there'd be, be yeah. big brother idolization mm-hmm. going on there. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
4: <laughs>
3: uh, and they were badass. Kenneth's bands were badass yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Kenneth is still badass, but I mean, yeah. like, they were, like, kick the door in
4: mm-hmm.
3: kind of Celtic punk like band, bands, nice. you know, like, attitude. Mm-hmm. Lee and I talked about that, too. I think, like... Maybe it's not the right thing to say, but, but in an era where I see uh, hypersensitivity as an uh, overarching tendency in musicians, or like I grew up like kick the door in and spit on someone, yeah, <laughs> and that's like yeah. a part of rock and roll that I attach to. Like, mm-hmm.
5: uh, no, I love that. I think the hypersensitivity is a little. Uh... I mean, you show your sensitivity in your too observations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's in your writing, right? Exactly, Shane McGowan yeah. is a hypersensitive
3: person. Oh, yeah, yeah. His oh, observations yeah. are poetic and beautiful and hypersensitive. And, super deep and then and he pukes <laughs> uh,
5: and isn't and spits a baby. You know? He yeah. crawls off the stage <laughs> and
3: unintentionally. He shoots people the finger. And, like, <laughs> his observations are hypersensitive, but his persona is not. Uh,
4: mm-hmm.
3: Or who he is is not. It's. It's like, it has conviction and it doesn't need to be babied.
6: Uh, <laughs> and it has grit. Grit. Which, it, which is, you know, and, and any music that I'm listening to, if it doesn't have grit, I'm probably not going to get into it. Just not, preach you know, it, Preach yeah, it. And, and <laughs> especially from here.
3: Like, yeah, we're in an industrial yeah. place. Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, Windsor's
3: a tough, tough place. Like, you mm-hmm. uh, know, in, in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I like that about I like that about this place, and even more specifically the West Side. Welcome back, yeah. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the West Side. You were like the only yeah. person who was like,
6: "Yes, <laughs> he's coming back." <laughs> well, I joke with my friends yeah, curious, right? again.
3: This isn't this isn't a win, strictly Windsor podcast, but my friends who live in Walkerville are like, "I don't want to go to the West Side." Uh, I'll get robbed. I'm like, Westsiders don't Come rob on. each other. Yeah, that We know we have nothing, <laughs> so we go to the Walkerville area. We steal <laughs> your <laughs> shit and we bring it back and all the Westsiders share it. We don't rob from each other. We don't have anything. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not. Look in our shopping cart. <laughs>
4: <laughs> mm, if you can find a grocery store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Anyway... Yeah.
3: I don't know. I just think uh, having conviction or even the appearance of conviction, like you're an entertainer or an artist, you can't, people who work and grind all the time use you as their escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, if you're corpsing on stage, like freezing up or you you, you just can't, it's your job to give everybody else. Uh, something that you appear to believe in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? Like, or, or or believe in, but... Yeah. But at least to be. But don't be so self-indulgent to be a baby and be sad. <laughs> we're we're
5: all lucky to have... The opportunity to the do opportunity that. Yeah, the opportunity exactly. to play
3: music and to have something that moves through us mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. inspires us to create. And, and to a lot of people it never do mm-hmm.
4: Anywhere. Whether you mm-hmm. do it
3: on canvas or like... A lot of people don't have what moves through you or you or all the other people you've featured. They just mm-hmm. don't, they don't think when they see somebody poor on the street, oh, I wonder, I'm going to look into this potential perspective. Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't move through them. So the people that don't uh, have that moving through them. Should not have to listen to the people that do cry about that <laughs> because you're lucky. You're yeah, lucky yeah. to you yeah. have an artistic,
2: yeah,
6: whatever it is. Have you, uh, have you always had that on stage? Have you always had that 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 belief, or was there a time where you were more uh, afraid or more vulnerable. vulnerable?
3: No, yeah. I think I was pretty cocksure when I was <laughs> young, younger, yeah. you know, and delusional as shit. Yeah. But like. <laughs> It's like it's a shame that youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like uh, now, now it's a conscious thing. Yeah, like and again, if I didn't have a counterpart that played every show with me, I might have weaker moments. Yeah, but it is a mission statement not mm-hmm. to do that. Like, yeah. if I have a hard day, I'm not going to bring it to my gig.
6: Yeah, like, see, like, as, yeah, I know, you get it. That that both Derek and I have had uh, our struggles with that, with like mm. sort of being more. I don't know what's the word on stage. Like, you and I both had sort of, like, versions of stage fright, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Put it in some simple simple terms. But uh, it, it for me, I had to learn, like, no, this is how you behave on stage. This is how you emote on stage. You yeah. have, and you have to do that. Like, people aren't going to listen to your music, necessarily. But if you are sort of putting yourself into it on that level, mm-hmm. they will.
3: Well, if you don't at least appear to believe in it, why the hell would why I? Why would anybody exactly. else? Think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's something, something in that, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. You know, Robbie
5: Robertson
3: said he was scared shitless every time. Oh, yeah. yeah every still, he it like, on
5: stage. You know, there's a lot, of, a lot of people will go through a lot of anxiety about it.
4: Yeah. yeah.
5: But as someone who has anxiety, not really about being on stage anymore, but just in general and have had it in the past, is, you know, as soon as you step on that stage,
6: you just go...
4: Yeah,
5: you And you're like, well, this
6: is my job now. This yeah. is what I have
5: to do. Yeah, And that's the key. And for me, there's yeah. a
6: certain energy, too, that you, you sort of get from being on stage that I've now... i have learned, learned how, to how to use it. I've learned how to use it, exactly. Like, even yeah. if nobody's listening to what I'm doing, I'm still going to have that... I still have found a way to sort of grasp that energy in some way.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I remember yeah. being younger and, like, watching Kenneth play and wondering why he would, like... Just like stare at the moosehead sign for yeah, his whole set. His, like he just or close his eyes for like you're not looking at song. anybody.
4: Mm-hmm. And
5: so be it.
3: Like uh, mm-hmm. you do whatever you have to do to he'd be given to her be it, and the people physically
5: present. Yeah. yeah,
3: you know, just stare at that moosehead sign. You don't <laughs> need you to do look his at little kind
6: of the cloud dance thing that he does. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, idiosyncratic dance moves of the, <laughs> the wazoo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but he, I think he's a, has a great deal to do with that too. You never really saw Kenneth get up on stage and, uh,
5: phone it in, no. you know, mm-hmm. like, uh. Even after years of Wednesdays. Man, those are, those are great times. Well, that's how I know Ken is, is from going to the ditch. Like when I yep. was in university, me and Joe Greaves would go there.
6: Yeah, go Wednesday nights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
5: and that's how I met Max and Ken and Sally. That's how yeah, I met mean, him. Like,
6: yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, but I mean like it does go in waves because now like, he went full in, even myself, and I talked to those guys in the town heroes from out east, they're two guys who have been two feet in for mm-hmm. ten years. I've kind of been like a foot and a quarter in.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and then, like, having teaching... Having your backups. Right? Yeah, yeah. Backup plan. Not that I'm pursuing teaching, really, but, like, it's, it's there, and it's a thought, and sometimes I get substitute work or something, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, Kenneth, or those guys, went two feet in, mm-hmm. and that's a lot scarier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So now Kenneth's, like, 40, uh, and still trying to get up the... Mm-hmm. the same gusto or nerve, like, I can only...
6: <laughs> it's, a, it's a vulnerable thing. Like, I've I've maybe had, at the best of times, three quarters of one foot in. You yeah. Know? Like, I've always had the education thing, the, the PhD plan in the background, yeah. you know, sort of informing those decisions. But I, I've always envied the ability to just say, fuck it. You know, well, there's I,
3: more respect. It's harder. Yeah. It's harder, for yeah. sure. And mm-hmm. that's why they deserve more respect. Like, mm-hmm. like any complaint I have about where i want our band to be versus where we are i just say like well, you don't you don't deserve it you didn't mm-hmm. go in you didn't work you yeah. didn't go in full tilt yeah. you need to put 100 percent of your energy yeah. yeah i mean it's uh there's no end answer you know but mm-hmm. uh yeah because it's still there's never a
6: guarantee well i mean yeah. and some people have full-time jobs and a career and then they get into music you know like Right. Royal Woods an example of that where he had a job going every day and still managed to quit that job and eventually go become a singer songwriter so
3: uh-huh yeah, yeah, there's lots of uh potential potential ways to do it but
6: mm-hmm.
3: i don't i mean i don't know i I don't even know which way i'm doing it <laughs> i just i just know that I'm going to keep doing it in one way or another yeah. and mm-hmm. uh and keep
5: releasing records and writing songs. So. Yeah. And you and Lee are still doing these, these weekly gigs. It was at DH for a long time. And
3: yeah, and now we're at the Beer Exchange. I just like, I like the way Josh does business. Josh. Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. I like that guy a lot. He, he's uh, no bullshit. hometown compatriot of mine. Yes. <laughs> no, he's,
3: yeah, and he's no bullshit, and he's played in bands, and he's worked mm-hmm. in kitchens, and just like a good local guy trying to get a business from the He's direct, the ground, he's off genuine, genuine. Yeah, he's not, like, he's not going to give you any. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. gets it. Like, Games. when you want to promote a show, he will work harder than you. Yeah. to promote mm-hmm. the show. Uh, and th- I guess that's leading by
6: example or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah, that's why yeah. that that venue has become pretty big already. So quickly. So, yeah. so quickly, get there. Yeah. Like get within there. the first
5: within the first year, it was. He, he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah. yeah. And and he's like, filled uh, he's filled the space that the FM Lounge and the Coach and. Yeah, well, I was hoping sort of, all
3: those people would pour into him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
6: but he is filling that space, I think, venue-wise in terms of a space for bands to, to put on shows. With a bit of a larger...
3: Yeah. You never met a musician who hates working with him either because yeah. he, he identifies uh, himself, I think, uh, as a musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he's happy to fight for, <laughs> fight for your cause. You know? Yeah. We had that release show and it was a crazy success. And uh, I hope I don't get them in trouble. But like, people were just pouring in.
4: Mm-hmm. I was
3: like, we have to be breaking laws. Yeah, <laughs> we have to be breaking. We have to be breaking laws. This cannot be legal. And mm-hmm. I looked at him. I'm like, do we just keep? Porn, yeah, fuck yeah, we do. <laughs> like, but that's kind of that same Shane McAllen yeah. thing that I'm talking yeah, about. Like, exactly. yeah. if the cops come, I'll deal with them. Until then, fuck the rules. Like, let's let's have a rock show. You know, like get mm-hmm, everybody man. sweaty and nasty. Like, yeah. I uh, love that approach. Love that approach, man. Because it gets
5: you
2: pumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like,
3: hell
1: yeah. yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, now it's we're just, doing gets that. gets the whole
6: room on the same you know, level. They don't have to work as hard to get that, that stage energy. Right. Because it's there already. You're getting yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere
3: else you can get it. Because within yourself, it's hard to stir up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have a lead, like a counterpart,
4: mm-hmm.
5: or if
3: you have a venue where where the owner... That's really
6: encouraging, that kind yeah, of thing. owner
3: isn't just, like, raw, raw bullshit, but is, like, legit...
6: Like, into mm-hmm. it as much as the band is. Into it, yeah, You, yeah.
3: you feed off it, and sometimes you need it. Like, mm-hmm. uh... So... I think that should be said for Windsor's credit, too, in the music scene. There's a lot of scenes, I think, in Toronto,
4: mm-hmm.
3: where it's kind of cutthroat. Uh, we're all fighting for the same scrap of meat, so fuck you, I need that piece of meat.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, Whereas I feel like in Windsor we're all like,
6: well, it's a bit, team, it's a bit <laughs> more all,
3: team player, yeah. <laughs> right?
6: We're all fighting, yeah. yeah. We're all and, mixed uh, together.
3: We can understand.
6: And most of us other musicians that are coming to your shows, like, right? You <laughs> yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a
3: good it's a good place. Like I don't think anybody's gonna break into the world scene from Windsor,
4: mm-hmm.
3: but uh, it's a good place to get a leg up. Like mm-hmm. Halifax is the same way. Winter yeah. Sleep dominated Halifax before they dominated anything beyond. Mm-hmm. Joel Plaskett did too. You know, mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. that leg up, and everybody in Halifax starts telling their friends in PEI or New Brunswick, whatever. Like, yeah, and mm-hmm. it's just yeah. Yeah.
5: waves. Yeah.
3: On the way out. So.
5: So how do you feel about? So you're doing these weekly gigs with Lee for how many years now? Ooh. Probably close to four. We don't just do the Thursdays. We book weekends, too. Like. Yeah, yeah. And Well, I mean, at least weekly gigs for two weeks, plus all the other gigs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you not get sick of your own songs?
3: There's a question.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know. We both really have an ability to put it out. Yeah. Like, mm. just like... Yeah. <laughs> 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 do not think of that. Like, yeah, you just know what you're doing. Well, we know something. Like, we wrote it out... The other day, we know something like 98 songs, or something <laughs> like. Wow. I think I think it was 65 covers and like mm-hmm. 30, and 30, plus 30 plus three original. originals, yeah, yeah. Like Like, uh, so. But, I mean, they're all pretty much the basic same progression.
1: <laughs> you know, like,
6: like,
3: There's like four different types of songs we play, mm-hmm. but all of those 98 fit into one of those, one of those four, four categories.
6: I'm pretty sure there's only six chords. So yeah. I, don't know, I, don't know how, I don't know how you do, like, how do, you do yeah. more than wait, that. Wait, wait,
3: there's more than five. <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> tell, me <about> <laughs> this, <laughs> tell
3: me about this mysterious six chord. No, I mean, uh, we we just, I don't know how to say it. We just don't. Uh, mm-hmm. We just don't really put too much into that. Like We know the songs we do well.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and we know the difference between doing a song well and doing it poorly. And almost every night it's not the same song because yeah. we have played it better or worse than the yeah. time before. Yeah. <laughs> so, time. so we're kind of like, ah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter that we've played this 900 times. We still don't know how to play Ophelia
5: <laughs> like, or whatever. Yeah.
3: Uh, it's that actually doesn't creep in as much as I'm sure it creeps into people who listen to us. But again, like, that's for them. It's not yeah. for us. Yeah, that's you, expensive, you don't right? think the Rolling Stones are tired of playing I Can't Get No Satisfaction. <laughs> like, you don't do that. You don't go when you're about to play it because you want other people to believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Don't be so self-indulgent that you're tired <laughs> of playing Ghosts.
4: Mm. I've been
3: playing Ghosts since, since I wrote it when I was 20 years old. Mm. Uh, I can still find a place in me that likes that song. Uh, yeah. And I know the difference between that song and another one I wrote at the same time that's shittier. Uh, I'm like, Ghost, I, I think holds up. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that song still. So let's play it because compared to that other one, this one's better. So 500 more reps of that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <right? laughs> there you go. I yeah. guess. Like, in the end, if I want. My shit to have staying power. I have to keep putting yeah. it out there so that somebody else one day. And you need will to keep it. believing it.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So I mean, everybody else can get tired of the songs
6: we play. We can't. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's too it's too self indulgent.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Like. Do you not know gonna do the Tom York thing? Reel it the crowds and creep while you sit there annoyed. Uh, no, no, I mean, I mean, I've never,
3: never really, we'll cross that bridge when we come Yeah, exactly. you you may have a creep someday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, for now we're going to go, I'm going to leave here in half an hour and we're Mm going to play the same, (laughs) yeah, same, same 33 songs, 33 songs, you know, (laughs) like, uh, from a list, however the spirit moves you, but he, Lee, Lee doesn't, uh, It doesn't bother me at all, either. No. No.
6: The fro just bounces no matter what... I've never seen
3: him lack that energy. He never never lacks energy. Mm -hmm. And Homeboy is tired.
4: Like, like I've
3: seen him... He's got two kids. He works. I was joking with him. I'm like, sometimes it looks like I can sleep in the bags under your eyes. Like, (laughs) he is tired. But, I mean, he uses that... He uses music. As an outlet? And, like, his... uh, Zen space, you know? And Mm. then his girl doesn't get mad at him because he comes home with some dough. Like, here's our property tax money. Yeah. And he got to have a couple beers and play music and not listen to Screamy Babies. Like, Yeah. uh, So he... Lee will never complain about a show, uh, which is more than a lot of people I've played with. Mm -hmm. Just like, I don't want to jerk him off too much. Uh, (laughs) But but I'm very lucky to play with Lee. And we do have a totally in sync idea of why we do what we do. So if everybody else doesn't understand it, we're very happy to, Tell each other that that person's an asshole and they don't know shit. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: and then in our own world, that's fine. And and that's off, fine. Off we go, whether we're right or wrong, in we don't, don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're in it together, and yeah. if everybody else is right and we're wrong, whatever. <laughs> people are still booking us. And there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. so
6: I don't know. It's, uh, that's the approach. So do you want to uh, play a song for us? Is there
3: nothing in here now? It doesn't matter.
5: Actually, don't.
1: All of my best thinking Tends to gently forget that I've been drinking all my conscious neglect now my clothes get to stinking I've been so soaking wet seen my father shrinking but I got what's left Don't simplify it, you diminish the pain. I'll extinguish the subject till we're brothers again. Cause the plans have gone missing and we ain't at our best. got left
0: episode at Andrew's Mother's House, where I had once been before on New Year's Eve one year, a great old-fashioned Cape Breton party in the west side of Windsor, Ontario. When I was living up in Montreal and Andrew was going back and forth between Windsor and Cape Breton with or without his band, there was a couple of times we actually ran into each other at the rest stops on the highway, and we've known each other in that short, brief way, being in each other's periphery within the Windsor music scene and knowing so many people mutually I never really quite realized until this interview how we've never had a proper conversation like this before. So it was nice to finally have done that. So as Travis mentioned earlier, we're trying to find a nice balance. We had it going for a while, um, these bi-weekly episodes, and we plan to get back to that, but with him living in Windsor and myself in Toronto and neither of us owning cars, we're just trying to find the best way to make that work. So bear with us while we go through some growing pains, but that doesn't mean we're going anywhere, and we'll find a nice routine to settle into, sure enough, pretty soon. Visit us online, uh, look us up on Twitter or Facebook, or visit iqmjpod.com. Look up I Quit My Job on iTunes and subscribe, or you can listen and download our most recent episodes on SoundCloud. We'll see you when we see you. My job. I quit my job. I quit
1: my job. I'm free today.